Welcome to the Stars Behind the Stars, which is the astrology behind celebrities. I'm your host, Penny Walters. I'm an astrologer and I'm going to use celebrity stories to demonstrate the real world manifestation of the astrology energy. Whether you're interested in astrology or celebrity stories, this podcast is for you. Samantha Harding is an upcoming luxury fashion designer. She was born in Dubai and raised on the beaches of Rio de Janeiro. The true girl from Ipanema slowly takes over the fashion world with her exclusive designs and game-changing brand, helping people who need it by giving back to the communities of Rio de Janeiro. Welcome, Samantha. Thank you, Penny. Pleasure to be here. Good to have you here and thank you for coming along and dialing in from London as well. You're my first international guest. Very exciting. So we're going to be looking at your birth chart. And as you mentioned before, we dialed in for the podcast today. You haven't had an astrology reading before, so not really sure of what to expect. I've sent you a copy of your birth chart. It's a lot of weird squiggles on a page that would mean nothing to you, but means so much to me. Your birth chart actually tells the story of your life. So every event or experience or interaction you have in your life is described by the birth chart. It is symbolized in your birth chart. It contains a lot of information and we're going to explore three questions that you've given me through the lens of astrology by looking at your birth chart. I'm just going to go through the three questions that you've given me and then we're going to delve into those three questions and see what we find. So your questions are, what are your natural gifts and talents? That kind of talks about what makes you special, you know, like what's special about me? What's my natural gifts and talents? Your next question is, will you meet the love of your lives? That's covering off love and relationships, which is such an important thing. Everyone wants to know about that. And will you expand into a new business as in a totally different market? So outside of fashion and outside of your brand, which is Sahar. Actually, do you want to tell us a little bit about Sahar? Yeah, I started Sahar 10 years ago. So the brand's been running for 10 years. And I started it in uni because I'm a surfer. I'm a surfer girl at Panima. We have waves. I have my home break. And I started it because I didn't find any bikinis, which I liked. That was the main reason. I'd go to the beach. Everybody'd be wearing the same thing. And I don't really like it. I don't really want to match it. So I just started doing my own thing. And then friends started buying. And then friends of friends started buying. And then I got them into stores. And then it sold all around the world now in Bali and New York, Sao Paulo, Portugal. You name it, it's probably there. That's fantastic. Yeah, it just grew organically. And it was just like, people like, why did you start it? Because I didn't find anything I like. Yeah, but that's also meeting a gap in the market. You saw it and you capitalized on it. So well done. Thank you. Let's have a look at your first question, which is around what are your natural gifts and talents? So the things that make you special. There's a lot of things that come through in your birth chart. There's a particular placement in your birth chart that's called the South Node. It looks like a horseshoe type of symbol. There's actually two of them in the birth chart. So your south node is what we say you bring in from a past life. It's the things that you are highly experienced in a previous life, you've brought in into this life. You just know how to do these things. They are your natural gifts and talents. You just know them. The challenge is for you to then move across to what we call the north node, which is the other horseshoe type of symbol in your birth chart. That's the journey for you in this lifetime. So moving away from what is so comfortable for you across to things that are not so comfortable for you. But in regards to your natural gifts and talents, we do look at your South Node because this is the stuff that you just know how to do. And for you, it's quite interesting. Your South Node, so it's in the sign of Leo. Leo is about creativity. You're naturally very creative and you created your brand because you were naturally creative. You saw you were getting your needs met in that beach environment. I wanted to stand out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it's natural for you 
to be creative. It's in what we call the third house of the birth chart. A birth chart is made up of what we call 12 houses, as in houses, the things that we live in, but Mm -hmm. they're different things in astrology. They just happen to share the name of the houses as in property. But the third house in your birth chart actually talks about communication and writing. So do you do any kind of writing, like creative writing? Or have you ever looked at it? Yeah, I do a lot. Basically, all the copy, creative, it all goes for me. And I correct it. The people who work for me write it. And I'll just, okay, I don't like that. Let me just rewrite it. <laughs> because you just know how to do it. It's your south node in Leo in the third house coming through. You just know how to write in a creative way. Leo is also about your identity. So you're writing in a way that expresses your identity. It's funny that you say it's marketing copy. Because that south node placement that talks about your natural gifts and talents is right next to the planet of Jupiter and Jupiter rules marketing. What you're doing is literally represented in the birth chart. So you were doing creative writing in the area of marketing. That's the stuff that you just know how to do naturally. That's one of your natural talents. But I do encourage you to explore more creative writing. I think you can do more creative writing than just marketing copy have you looked at doing more like writing a book for example I'll launch a book yeah you should <laughs> you totally should you should absolutely look at writing a book because Jupiter also talks about books publishing that's something I think you would be quite natural at so just some food for thought there it's been planted now okay good <laughs> thank you Penny. <laughs> it's been planted and now the ball is in your court if you wish to go down that path that's wonderful if you don't that's your decision absolutely and that's the thing you always get to choose how your birth chart manifests i can't make you do anything all i can do is guide you plant the idea absolutely so you've got a placement in your chart that is called Chiron and Chiron looks like a key symbol, like an old style key. Mm -hmm. And that particular symbol actually talks about your wound, but also where you've got the potential to then go on and heal other people. It's in the second part Mm -hmm. of your chart, which does talk about your natural talents. We talked about your south node, which Mm -hmm. is the natural talents that you bring in from a previous lifetime. The second house Mm -hmm. is kind of the the talents and your skills that you develop in this lifetime as a result of the experiences Mm -hmm. that you have. So for you, Chiron, there's a real skill and talent around healing. Have you explored healing? You're kind of exploring healing by participating in this podcast, really. I have actually. I did during COVID, the quarantine lockdown, I did a Reiki course. I didn't follow down that path, but it was really cool just to study it, understand it, try and apply it on myself. Do keep exploring it because you've got that skill set around healing. I think you can be very nurturing of other people in those one-on-one situations, which Reiki is perfect for that. So natural talents around being a healer of other people, which doesn't really fit in with fashion design. Yeah. But we're talking about what are your natural gifts and talents. And I do very much so see with Chiron in your second house and it's Chiron in the second house, but also it's in the sign of cancer, which is connected to the part of your chart that talks about one-on-one relationships. So I think you are very skilled at healing and nurturing other people. I encourage you to explore that some more as well. I'm also good at giving advice to people and picking people up. People which I don't know, they come to me out of the blue and they ask me for advice and they open themselves up to me and I'm like, open up yourself to a complete stranger but okay I'll help you and I just help them they're like oh my god thank you and I'm like I did nothing I just threw some words at you and and it just changes for them yeah interesting 
Because two things there that I'm picking up on in your birth chart. One is that you've got what's called a Gemini ascendant. Your ascendant is actually how you present yourself when you first meet someone. So your ascendant is all about first impressions. You've got Gemini there. So you're a communicator. Someone wants someone to talk to. They're going to go to a communicator. But you've also got your moon in your birth chart. You've got your sun sign. You know it more commonly as your star sign, which for you is Virgo. But you're actually telling me that the sun was in Virgo when you were born. But the moon was in Sagittarius when you were born because you have all of the luminaries and planets in you. You just happen to have the moon in Sagittarius, that's all. You've got the moon in Sagittarius in the seventh house, which talks about you being really nurturing of other people. So your one-on-one relationships, people that deal with you one-on-one, they absolutely are picking up on you being really nurturing, like above and beyond what they necessarily get elsewhere. Is that the sort of feedback you get that they find that you're very nurturing? Yeah, they're always thanking me like, oh my God, thank you. You helped me so much. I get a lot of feedback, which is good because I'm helping, giving back in another way, personality way. Yeah, absolutely. But they're picking up on that energy in you. They're picking up on that nurturing energy, which is a lovely thing. Now I know why people come directly at me. I'm okay. Now I know why. Yes. I love you. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> They're your natural gifts and talents, and you will develop more natural gifts and talents as you go through your life. You'll get more comfortable with things that you do and you'll develop skills over time. But they are certainly some of the energies that I'm picking up on in your birth chart. Really embrace that nurturing, healing side of you because I think that's very strong for you. Writing marketing copy is fantastic for you, but I encourage looking at it a bit more deeply. Look at writing a book. Consider it. For sure. My book will be out soon. (laughs) I'll send you a copy. You do. Absolutely. (laughs) Now, let's look at your second question, shall we? So will you meet the love of your life? This is a big question. They're all big questions, ultimately. People, they want to know about love and relationships. I get this question pretty much in every reading I give. People always want to know about love and relationships. I don't see why you won't meet the love of your life. I will just say that Just because you're not married to them doesn't mean that they are not the love of your life. You can be with them. They can be a friend as well. The reason I say that is that you've got a particular placement. So the planet Uranus represents all things where you're detached, basically. So there's a bit of a detachment wherever we've got Uranus. You've got that in the part of your chart that talks about marriage. I wouldn't be surprised if you have been or will be in a long-term committed relationship with someone that you consider to be the love of your life without there actually being marriage. I have been in two long-term relationships but they finished and then the last one was terrible and it just traumatized me. Well that's the thing like you've got the potential as well to be quite wounded by your one-on-one relationships. It can wound your self-worth. That comes through in your birth chart so depending on that partner because you are seeking a lot of nurturing yourself through your one-on-one relationships. And if you don't get that, that can wound your self-esteem and self-worth. So I guess there needs to be some protection for yourself that you bring to yourself, that you Mm -hmm. provide for yourself around supporting and nurturing yourself within those relationships and meeting your own needs. So you don't need so much. Yeah, so it's more balanced out. So it's more balanced out. And the reason I'm saying all that is that So you've got, and I think I mentioned this before, you've got your moon in Sagittarius. So the moon is where we look for our needs to be met. The moon is all about getting our needs met. Yours is in the sign of Sagittarius, which is about being excessive. It's abundant. It's kind of saying that there are abundant needs for you that you're seeking. It's in the part of your chart representing relationships, one-on-one relationships and marriage. 
So you're kind of looking to the partner to get your needs met, but also it can be that there's a really excessive need for a partner. Would you say that you are someone who needs to be in a relationship? Does that fit for you that you do need a partner? I wouldn't say I need to be in a relationship because if I needed to be, I'd be in one now, but I miss it because I've been about four years without a relationship. So I'm kind of in a stage where, okay, I think I need a partner, somebody to grow with. I'm starting to miss it a lot now. And that's a good point actually around you need someone to grow with because that's the Sagittarian influence. The moon in Sagittarius in the seventh house, you need a partner to grow with. And I think that's a really good perspective to look at the partnerships. It's not about having excessive needs for a relationship, which is what I perceived it to be initially. It's about having a partner that you can grow with. So you're on this journey together with them. That's a much nicer way of that energy coming through, I have to say. Because I actually do know someone, a friend of mine years ago, who's got the same placement of the moon in Sagittarius in the seventh house. And she needed to be in a relationship so much that she actually was a really bad friend. If there was a man on the scene, she forgot to be a friend. And then when the man no longer wanted her, she wanted to be friends again. Yeah, she did. So you have the same placement as her going on. So that's quite interesting. But I'm really pleased to hear that it's manifesting for you around you need a partner to grow with. That's a really good approach for relationships. And that's fantastic. I don't leave my friends for no boys, (laughs) no men. And that's the way it should be. My friends stay. It absolutely should be that way. I know you've said before that you've been in a couple of long-term relationships. I was going to say to you that there's more than one serious relationship going on, but you've already said that you've had that. Don't be surprised that there's multiple long-term serious relationships because that's coming through in your birth chart, that there's more than one, but you've already had more than one. Yeah. I'll say as well that there are, dare I say, there's past life issues playing out in your relationships in a big way. And it's coming through that there's possibly loyalty issues going on. Does that make any sense to you? In one of my previous relationships, there was loyalty issues because the person was more, I'd say, toxic. And I realized that I was changing as a person because I'm a very calm, chill person. I'm very open. I'm very honest. I'm very transparent. And I felt that the person that I was with was changing me because of loyalty issue. And then because of this, I actually did the smart thing, the adult thing. I checked myself into therapy to see what was going on. I dragged him along too. And the therapist told me, it's not you, it's him. He has issues and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. Because I felt like I was changing as a person. I was like, I, I don't recognize myself anymore. What's going on? It was definitely about issues, loads of issues, because he was really toxic about that, about me meeting other men and other stuff. And I'm like, I'm in a relationship with you. I was changing as a person too. I'm never the person to grab somebody's phone and look at somebody's messages and stuff like that. And a funny thing is that I'm really blind. If he had his phone here and I was with contacts on, I wouldn't even see it anyway. So I could be staring. But it's all blurred, so I don't see anything. And one day he grabbed my phone. He went through my phone. He found old stuff and he started throwing it in my face. We weren't even dating. We were just getting to know each other. We were like, it was open. Since that happened, it just went downhill. It just went really toxic to a point where I was looking at his phone. One day I caught myself looking at his phone and I was like, this is not me. I need to go to a therapist. I need to sort this out. Because somebody's phone is somebody's privacy. It's like their own little world. Would I like that being done with me? No, then I won't do it. I could die inside wanting to do it. I just won't do it. I'll respect the other person's fate. I will sleep. It will pass. The urge will go away. And that's it. 
It was basically all about loyalty. I learned a lot from that relationship. It was five years. It was hard. I broke up with him. I still loved him a lot, but it was either me or this. And this wasn't working. It was very hard. It was very hard. But now I see that it was the best decision I made. Yeah, tough at the time, but it's really good that you identified that it wasn't working and you got the help that you needed to sort through it. I highly commend you for seeking out therapy to address the issues because I think that's really important that we do take care of ourselves. And when we're seeing that things aren't quite right, we get the help that we need to address them. Exactly. I would say his behaviour had an impact on your self-worth and your self-esteem because that does come through quite strongly in your chart that the one-on-one relationships can have an impact on you. But then that therapist relationship then has the potential to heal you. So that's a really nice relationship. Yeah. It's turning around that Chiron energy where it's harming you to then healing you. And that's actually the beauty of the Chiron placement. Although it's an area in which you can feel pain, you can then heal others or have others heal you in that area. So that is fantastic. I would just say the loyalty issues around partners, it may be something that comes up again. Just keep an eye out for it. I think it is past life karma kind of playing out for you. Oh no, what did I do? (laughs) Gosh. We've all got lessons to learn. That's the thing. It's our birth chart. It's showing us the lessons that we get to learn in this lifetime. But the challenge for you is around how you can move away from attracting those sorts of people into your life is to move towards your north node placement, which for you is in the sign of Aquarius in the ninth house, which is around learning to be independent and learning to be independent within your relationships as well because you've got the Uranus in that part of your chart that talks about relationships so Uranus being the ruling planet of Aquarius so for you it's learning to be independent within a relationship and that will help to address the loyalty issues within the relationships does that make sense 100 percent. okay yeah. <laughs> good previous relationship yeah I was at a book or lesson <laughs> well you know what I'm going to say in regard to the book that I'm suggesting you write, maybe look at writing it about relationships. 100% true, yeah. That does come through in your birth chart. So just suggesting writing a book around relationships, loyalty in relationships and how to stay independent within a relationship. How to stay peaceful. How to stay peaceful. (laughs) How to keep peace of mind. (laughs) How to stay who you really are in a relationship. Don't give up who you are in a relationship. There you go. Some ideas for you. Perfect. Like start writing. (laughs) Start writing. Get to work. Now, in regards to will you meet the love of your life, there's some really major relationship, love and relationship placements coming up for you in the next year or so. There's a predictive technique in astrology called progressions. It's very weird. I'm going to explain it to you, but it is very weird. Basically, progressions are so, for example, wherever the planets were on the 10th day of your life, they are symbolic of what is going on in the 10th year of your life. Very strange concept, but it works. Now you're, I think, 31 at the moment. Is that right? Yeah, 31. Okay, great. So wherever the planets were on the 31st day of your life, they are symbolic of the year that you're living at the moment. Your progressions, you've got, it's actually next year in May 2023, you've actually got, so you were born when Venus was in Leo It moved into Virgo several years later, and in May 2023, it actually moves into Libra, the sign of relationships. Your Venus, being the planet that represents relationships, moves into the sign of relationships. So relationships are going to be really, really strong for you. 
And Venus being in its own sign, that's nice. That's really nice and harmonious. The challenge for you is around finding balance within the relationship that you don't let that relationship become unbalanced. So it moves into the sign of Libra at that time, but then a week or so later, it also moves from, it's currently in the fourth house. It's natally in the third house. It's moved into the fourth house. It's going to move into the fifth house. So it moves into the sign of Libra and then it moves into a different house, a different area of your life, the fifth house in your birth chart. These two changes are really major life changes. You're having both changes at the same time. It's huge. Oh, no. (laughs) I got to the point, didn't I? I got to the point eventually. I just had to explain the astrology behind it. They're both major. You'll progress Venus moving into Libra. That to me suggests that's really positive around relationships. You'll progress Venus moving into the fifth house. That to me is really positive around love because the fifth house is about love. That to me suggests that you would move into a loving relationship at that time. That's what your birth chart is suggesting. Okay. I can't make it happen for you, but that's certainly what's being indicated in your birth chart. Hopefully happens. You'll move into a really nice phase around relationships. That's a really nice time for meeting the love of your life after that happens. You were born with Venus in Leo, Venus being relationships. It did move into Virgo at quite a young age. It looks like maybe you're about 10 or 12. I'd have to work it out exactly, but it was probably about 10 or 12. It moved into the sign of Virgo, which is a very critical place. I don't know if your partners have been critical in their behavior at all, like nitpicky in any way, because that's the energy that Venus was expressing and has been for the past 20 years. They're very picky. Very yeah. picky. Okay. Or it can be that you're very picky in who you go with as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm very picky. <laughs> high standards. Yeah, high standards. <laughs> but you know what? Dare I say, not that I want you to drop your standards because I don't think anyone should be dropping their standards. We all know what we want and we shouldn't settle for anything less than that. But I think certain things won't matter anymore for you. When your progressed Venus moves out of Virgo, the sign of being critical, and it moves into the sign of Libra, which is about all things being beautiful and harmonious, I don't think you'll be as nitpicky and you'll be more forgiving of whoever you're with. He's got so many good things going on. I don't mind that that there's other stuff going on. And then it moves into the fifth house of love and romance. I think it'll be a really nice loving and romantic time for you and it stays there for 20 something years it's long term yeah i'll let you know how it goes yeah (laughs) let me know let me know we'll do a follow-up i'll I'll keep you posted keep me posted (laughs) i always love to hear how these things pan out because i can see these things and this is the thing with astrology i can see these things i can interpret the the symbolism in the birth chart i can give you the timing but how i suggest it will play out I can't possibly get it exactly right every time. I just can't because there's free will going on. There's symbols on a page that I'm interpreting. There's a lot that plays into it. But I can definitely say you are moving into a really beautiful phase around relationships in May 2023 for 20 years. That's something to look forward to. That's a great opportunity for meeting the love of your life. You've got the right energy, like you're exuding the right energy to attract that person into your life. We talked about your progress Venus changing sign and changing house. It's a really subtle thing that happens in the birth chart, but it's literally life-changing. You will look back at that time in your life and go, oh, that's when everything changed. It's one of those things you don't realize that there's a major event going on in your life or multiple major events, but you look back and go, oh, that's when everything changed. And quite often you've had a planet progress into a different sign or a different house and you've got both going on. I think it'll be huge, personally. 
But you had as well your progressed sun, because the sun also progresses, all the planets progress. Mm -hmm. Your progressed sun went through the same thing nearly seven years ago. The progressed sun moved out of Virgo into Libra and moved out of the fourth house into the fifth house. Do you remember what happened for you about seven years ago? About seven years, I left the relationship, which was hard, very hard. Perfect guy. We were perfect, but I just wasn't ready. I was like, no, I'm not ready. This is going to work out wrong. So I left then. That just changed everything. And then I think I was needy after that and went dive straight into the toxic relationship. That's something I remember seven years ago happening, transitioning from one relationship to another. But you transitioned because you weren't ready for something more serious at that time. Is that right? Yes. Yes. I was too young. That same energy is being activated in May of 2023. So you may not have been ready back then, but I would suggest that you might be ready by then. Oh, got it. Same energy being activated in a different way because the sun is about your identity. Your identity didn't connect with being ready for marriage at that point. But Venus is about marriage. Venus is about serious relationships. And that's the energy that's going to be activated at that time. So I would suggest that you probably will be ready around that time. And there may be someone that helps you to become ready. Will you meet the love of your life? You've got great opportunities coming up. Hopefully. Both are fantastic for meeting someone and having a really lovely and loving, committed relationship. And you've got both going on. I have high expectations for you. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely need to let me know how it all pans out. I will keep you posted for sure. (laughs) I'll let you know how it goes. And write your book as it all plays out. Yes, I'll keep you posted and I'll send it in the book. Fabulous. Let's go on to your third question, which is, will you expand into a new business as in a totally different market, so outside of fashion and Sahar? So we're looking at the 10th part of your chart, the 10th house, and what we also refer to as the midheaven, as in it is the middle of the heavens. For you, you've got the sign of Aquarius there. There can be real suddenness around career. When you started Sahar, was that a quite a spontaneous thing to do? A hundred percent. It was out of the blue. I was sitting at my table one day and I was like, I'm just going to do a bikini brand. Just do it. It was out of nowhere. That's the energy that you carry in this lifetime. So don't be surprised if you do that again. And also we've talked about your progressed Venus changing sign and house. Aside from Venus representing relationships, it also represents money as in how you earn your money. There is a transition around that. But it's quite interesting though, because Libra does talk about beauty and fashion. Now you're currently in fashion. I would say when your progressed Venus moves into Libra that you would move into fashion, but you're already in fashion. So I'm kind of curious as to how it's going to play out for you around when your progressed Venus moves into Libra. Like how does that play out when you're already in fashion? It's kind of the opposite of what I would think it would be. But there's a transition around how you earn your money at that same time in May, 2023. It may not happen in that exact month. That's when the energy changes. You can expect it over that following year, but that's when the changes occur for you. Okay. I had a look at a few things for you, and I do think that there is opportunities for you career-wise around your profession, Mm -hmm. around your business and what you do around that time in early 2023, because there are a few things that are coming up. You're also getting the part of your chart representing your career that we talked about. You've got that Aquarius energy there. That's being activated in March of 2023. Your progressed Venus changes its energy in May 2023. You've also got 
your natal mercury, which is all about your work, what you do for a living, that's also being activated in March 2023. There's a lot of energy early next year, the first half of next year. And you've also got that midheaven placement being activated in February 2023. When Saturn crosses your midheaven and enters the 10th house part of your chart, and it talks about your career, your public profile, what you're famous for, essentially. When people have that placement going on, it can occur that there's a, a career transition. It can actually often be people become redundant when Saturn moves through their 10th house. And I have seen that happen firsthand. Not me personally, but I gave a reading to someone years ago and I gave them the heads up and they just sort of palmed me off. And then months later, they came back to me and they went, oh, you know how you said that thing? <laughs> I told you, it I happened. saw it. It's like you were warned. You were warned. <laughs> you were warned. It's all good and well to be warned, but no one can stop anything. It's all there in the birth charts. You're going to have that going on for about two and a half, three years, Saturn moving through that part of your chart around career. It's a good opportunity for you to manifest a new career if that's the path you want to go down. First half of next year, great opportunity to move into something else if you want to go down that path. But I will say it can also be an opportunity to really push harder for your brand of Sahara if you want that and make it more public. It's a great time to manifest success. But there's definitely a transition around how you earn your income. And maybe you add more items to your brand of Sahar, possibly, because Progress Venus moves into Libra. That is fashion. So maybe that you branch out. But I know you're interested in, will you expand into a new business as in outside of fashion and Sahar? What kind of thing are you thinking of or nothing has come to mind as yet for you? I'm a really, really big foodie. Okay. And I love food. I love food. I love to eat. When I talk about it, I get excited. I feel that I could go into the food industry having a little restaurant or a coffee shop or something like that. Maybe including it in with Sahara in a way, but I don't know. It's something that I think about it a lot. Interesting, because you are born of Virgo and Virgo is all about being of service. And food is certainly a service profession and you've got your moon in Sagittarius so the moon is all about food it's literally what you put in your stomach love food <laughs> but it's also how you connect with other people the moon for you in the seventh house it's how you connect with other people it's going to say we're going to we're going to keep adding to your book here but maybe your book is around connecting with other people through food exactly that could Perfect. be <laughs> food is healing for you connecting with other people through food is healing for you does that make sense yeah, 100%. 100%. People come up to me and ah, I don't like sushi. I don't like Japanese food. And I'm like, wait, you haven't tried it with me. And then we go to a restaurant that I like and I order and they leave the restaurant. Okay, I like sushi. I like Japanese food. I like this. Well, I love sushi and Japanese food, but I tell you what, the next time I'm in London, I'll get in touch with you and you can take me to one of these fabulous places. Yes. Oh, you're going to love it. You're going to be like, wow, food orgasm, 100%. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love food too. Look, okay, so when your progressed Venus moves into the fifth house, that is about creativity. Look at creative options. It's, it's a really nice time for that. That doesn't necessarily say food astrologically, but it does say creativity. It's about earning your money through things that you love to do and through being creative, but you are already creative. And I think your brand has already come about through being creative and by doing what you love. So you're already sort of tapping into that, which is lovely. Look, food, definitely being of service is really important to you as a Virgo. You connect with other people through food. It's healing for you. I think that's definitely something to explore for you. Definitely opportunities to manifest either a new career as of the first half of next year, 2023, 
or to build your current brand more. It's a great time to achieve more success in that area and to make more money as well. So there's great opportunities for you to do that. You are moving into a really creative phase in your life, which is wonderful. It's really, really lovely. I think you're going to have a really special time as of the first half of next year. You're going to enter into a really fantastic and beautiful time in your life. It's going to last for a long time. But Saturn moving through your 10th house, there's a lot of work ahead for you because Saturn makes us work hard. It makes us work really, really hard and it will only reward you for the work that you put in. So be prepared to put the hard work in. But I just think there's also some protection going on for you with this beautiful Venus placement that's going to happen for you. It's February through to about June 2023 next year. You've got major things happening and I think you've got some great opportunities coming up. Will you expand into a new career? There's definitely opportunities to do that. But I think you also need to decide whether you want to step up around Sahar and maybe do a book, for example, as a side project or do both at the same time. The book doesn't have to be a side project. It can be a part of what you do. Exactly. Yeah. Food for thought. Exactly. Food for thought. Yeah. There you go. Food for fun. Exactly. I'm now naming your book, apparently. I love that idea. Keep them coming. <laughs> now, I was going to say as well, do you find your work to be really intense? Do you find your daily life to be intense? Before COVID, it was pretty intense. And after COVID just had a little setback. But normally when it's day-to-day, I have parts where it's really intense and parts when it's really chill. So it kind of goes through phases. Would you say it goes to extremes? You have the extreme ends around your daily life? Sometimes it can be very extreme. Yeah, okay. You've got the planet Pluto in the part of your chart that represents your daily life, your daily routine. And Pluto represents intensity, but also represents extremes. So it can be really intense and full on and then just really quiet. And that's your normal. Yeah, it's normal. That'll be your normal no matter what is going on in your life, no matter what you're doing for a living. You'll have that Pluto energy there messing with your daily life, creating that intensity. Nothing about it. too chill. Let's just get more intense. There's no in-between as such. It's oh. extreme at either end of the scale. Sounds so. like my life, yeah. Sounds like I'm either really, really busy or I'm chill. It's good that I've learned when I'm very extremely busy. I've learned when I'm in the moments where I don't have that much to do and more chill that I've learned to just get in, relax, rest. Because soon I know that it's just going to take off again. And it will. And that's the thing how you said it takes off again. Because Pluto, I can refer to that as being the phoenix rising out of the ashes. It's taking off. That's exactly how it does manifest for you. That is the energy that you carry in your daily life. Your daily routine, it does take off again. And then it can go really quiet and then it takes off again. That's the energy that you live with in anything that you do in your life. That's just what it is. I'm here and make peace of it. (laughs) All right. Thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the session today and I hope it was interesting for you as what is essentially your first astrology reading. How did you find it? I absolutely loved it. I loved it. It was really, really mind-opening because you threw at me some ideas which did cross my mind but never really stopped and think about it. Like with the book, I've had loads of people come up to me and say, oh, you write well, you should write a book. When I was a kid, I had a blog. And I used to write about relationships I had, which was funny. So, yeah, it was really interesting. And it's good to know that I might be in a relationship soon, which is good. Yeah, a nice one too. And it's good to know that this is the time for me to work and do my work and put the stuff in for my new projects, my brand and stuff. 
it's really good. It's mind opening and really soothing and good. It's really good. I'm really happy. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. Really good. Thank you for participating. And I just actually want to come back to your point around you used to write a blog around relationships. I think you should take that on board as a clue. Keep writing about relationships. There's a book here around relationships. I think connecting with people through food, fire a book, have a think about it. New bestseller offer. (laughs) Enjoy it. And you can be eating this lovely food in your bikini. Exactly. On the beach. Eating my sushi on the beach. (laughs) There's another great name, Sushi on the Beach. Exactly. That that sounds like me. (laughs) Very good. I'm going to recap your three questions. What are your natural gifts and talents? I think we're looking at writing. We're looking at writing about relationships. We're also looking at healing. So healing people one-on-one. These are your natural skills, your natural talents, your natural gifts. They're definitely worth exploring more. Will you meet the love of your life? You've got a fantastic relationship phase coming up next year. I think anyone would be envious of, in all honesty. If they could read the astrology, they would be. And will you expand into a new business? There's definitely the opportunity for it. If it occurs, it'll be one of those brainwaves, just like a flash of brilliance type of thing that will just hit you, like what happened with Sahar. But there's definitely an opportunity for a transition around how you earn your income and either manifesting an even stronger brand for Sahar or manifesting a new career. This is the thing. So it can go down either path, but there's a lot of hard work ahead for you, but I think it'll also pay off for you. Look at the clues of your life. You've already been writing about relationships. You did that already. You did it naturally. It does come through in your birth chart. Do continue with that and see what comes out of you. And keep always making sure that you remain independent and individual within your relationships. Learning how to be individual and independent are really important for you for your growth in this lifetime. And I think that'll help to shift you from the loyalty issues within relationships. Something to keep in mind there. Thank you again for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the reading too. I'm really grateful. It was amazing. Really game changer. Opening my mind. Good. You've been listening to The Stars Behind the Stars, which is the show that uses celebrity stories to demonstrate the real-world manifestation of the astrology energy. Subscribe to The Stars Behind the Stars in your podcast app to make sure you don't miss an episode.